in today's show. I'm looking ahead to Tuesday, opening night in the NBA, what we're watching for, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. So we're getting back into the swing of things, the regular season. Quick thing though, um, tomorrow we'll have a pregame show which is, let's think, what time is it going? It's going at, I'm trying to think, 7 o'clock, 7 p.m. Eastern, because the game starts at 7.30. It's on YouTube, and we'll just sit and talk and answer questions and look at lineups and that sort of stuff. That's what we do on the pregame show. That'll be on tomorrow. And then, of course, we'll have the recap show, and then we're bang straight into all of the stuff that we love for a fantasy season. Um, this is what we'll do every day as well, a what to watch for show, just little things that we're paying attention to, injury news, that sort of stuff. Um, and that's where we go from here. A couple other little side notes. Yes, I have entered the health and safety protocols. Yes, I feel like shit. Um, it, man, last night, kill me. it was so bad. I could barely, like, I was coughing. My whole body was aching. I was vomiting everywhere. Um, it was bad. Like, it, it really, really hit me last night. I, I woke up today a little bit better. And got to try and rest now, um, waiting for you know the, the big stuff to happen tomorrow for for work and for the NBA. So trying to take it easy today, but yeah, not a great time for COVID to hit. But that's where we are. Um, hopefully, I'm you know don't, not experiencing symptoms for very long. So that's that, and that's why maybe I'm a bit low energy, why my voice is a little bit croaky, and yeah, maybe I cough at some point during this show because yeah, it's it's bad. All right, so that's that out of the way. Now we're going to do, uh, we're going to talk about the What to Watch For show, which is what we do. If you are new to this show, it's every day we have a look at what's coming up the next day. What things are we paying attention to? Who is in? Who is out? What are some streaming options for the day ahead? And that's that's basically what this show's about. So, Warney. Let's get it on, Gilly. Ha <laughs> <laughs> oh, <clears throat> That hurt a lot. Jesus Christ. I feel like I've like broken a rib or strained my rib cartilage from coughing so much. It bloody hurts. Um, anyway, the two games tomorrow. They're going to be some pretty exciting games. Sixers, Celtics. Well, actually, there's going to be an exciting game. Sixers and Celtics is the first game on. In terms of Philadelphia, they're healthy. That's great. No one injured. So we don't have to worry about any of that stuff. But what am I watching for? Well, I want to watch to see what role they give DeAnthony Melton. At the moment, I think he's going to be playing 24 minutes a night. But he might not. Because for him to get that 24 minutes, it means there's very few minutes available for Matisse Thibel or Daniel House or Nyang or whoever the backup center is, Reed or Harrell. Um, so I, I don't really see a, a way for Melton to play 28 minutes a night. And he could easily play less than this. So I want to see how they use him. Do they just really reduce what Thibault does? Do they not play house at all? Melton's a guy that we all have loved for years. Well, I have loved anyway. 
Um, and I'm a big fan of his as a player. But if you're not getting the minutes and the minutes upsides there, we've got to watch that. Like if he's playing 22 a night, then I'm not sure it's worth a hold. I'm just not sure it is. We'll see. I also want to watch James Harden, who of course was down based on his standards last season. And by down, I mean he was the fifth ranked player last season and did that while shooting almost a career low from the field. Let's see how the usage distribution looks between him and Maxi. Let's see if we get a little bit more in terms of efficiency. I am, as you're well aware, expecting a pretty decent season from Harden. And I was going to say a bounce back, but I've got him as like a top five or six player, which is exactly what he was last season. Like So I think he can do that again. 22, 6, and 9. 22, 6, and 10. 1.5 steals. I don't know. He's really good. So I want to see... Yeah, but yeah, does it go from 21, 22 points or does he go 18 points? And Maxi really takes on all that usage. I know there's a lot of people who are like massive onto Maxi, and I really like Maxi, but I'm not sure Harden is quite dead just yet. For Boston, good news as well. Outside of the two big injuries, Danilo Gallinari and the Rock DJ Rob Williams, there's no injuries either. I expect they start Derek White. So I want to see how much they play old Maximum Derek. Maximum Derek. Do his minutes look the same as Brogdon's? Are they smaller? Are they bigger? So how does White and Brogdon fit in? Do they run a nine or a 10-man rotation under Joe Mazzulla? And then Grant Williams, who I do expect comes off the bench, but does he just play a 30-minute starter's role? We know that they went really, really shallow in the playoffs, basically a seven-man rotation, um, and they might go close to that again with Williams and Brogdon getting all the bench minutes and a little bit of Hauser, maybe Griffin, uh, maybe Cornette, maybe Pritchard, but how they run that rotation and what Williams can do, because Williams is a really useful uh, real-life player. He shot out of his brain last season, like 95 from the line or something and big 40s from the, the three-point line when he'd been poor the year before. And he's not a big volume accumulator of stats. So he's one of those guys that if you want to like um, give it the old Laris under the cloak over percentages, he can help you there. But... Yeah, a big counting stats. I'm not expecting that from Grant. So I want to see how Grant is used. I want to see how White is used. Is White starting with 24 or is he playing 30 like a regular starter role? Because 30 makes him useful. 24 makes him marginal. So I want to watch uh, all of that. I want to go on to the second game, which is probably not quite as good. Let's be fair. The Lakers and the Warriors. For the Lakers, Dennis Schroeder is out. He's had thumb surgery finger surgery, so he's going to be out for three to four weeks. So if you are holding on to him, it's not worth it. He's not good enough to hold on to. So see you later. In fact, I haven't done one of these. Oh, I haven't done one of these for a while. Dennis Schroeder. Get that garbage out of here. Yeah, let's go. It's the season's here. Um, so he's out. Um, Russell Westbrook is questionable with a hamstring injury, and Tom Bryant is dealing with a thumb issue, and Troy Brown's out with a back issue. I don't even know whether Bryant would be the backup center uh, regardless, whether it's him or Damian Jones, we don't know. And Westbrook, I think, will come off the bench, but there's just so much uncertainty with this team. So I want to watch what Westbrook does. Does he come off the bench behind Patrick Beverly? Does he play 29 minutes off the bench or 21 minutes off the bench? Can he rein in his stupidity? These are all massive questions. If I did draft Westbrook in a category league, I'm absolutely holding. But if he plays 18 minutes, then he's see you later. Right, let's. We want to see what that role is, and I also want to see uh, this. This team has the least certainty about it of any team in the, in the NBA. I reckon. Like, who's starting? I think it'll be Beverly Walker and Reeves, but I don't know. 
What's Kendrick Nunn's role going to be, especially with Schroeder out? Does Nunn start? I, I honestly don't know how to work out this rotation. It's so, so weird. Um, and then for the Warriors, Steve Kerr said, oh, you know, due to conditioning, these got, our starters aren't going to play 30 minutes. I honestly don't believe him. Like, I, I just don't. Like, there is, they might not need to play 30 minutes against this Lakers team, but coaches say this all the time. Like, I just don't think that's going to be the case. But we have to be aware of that, that he said that the, the big guys, Wiggins and Curry and Draymond and Clay, are only going to play 30 minutes. So, we'll see. I want to see what Blunty's role looks like. James Wiseman a 16-minute guy or is he a 21-minute guy? Do they play him exclusively as a backup center or does Jermichael Green get in on the action and screw it up? Does Looney play 24 minutes or does he play 21? So how they use Wiseman, I think is going to be really interesting. And then Wiggins, who got the new contract. Also, look, I want to watch Jordan Poole as well and see how that all goes. But I want to watch... um, Wiggins, because he got the contract extension. Then he said, you know, what's one thing you want to do this year? Oh, I'm going to, you know, I'm really going to do more rebounding because he's figured it out. He figured out how to rebound now. He, he just, you have to try. That was his big discovery. And he keeps saying it like it doesn't make him look stupid, but he keeps saying it. Oh, what are you going to, what's your goal for this year? Oh, I'm going to try a bit harder and I'm going to get more rebounds. Thanks, Andy. You've said that already and we laughed at you and now you're saying it again. But anyway, that's, that is useful for his fantasy value. If he goes from three rebounds to five, like he was getting double digits in the playoffs. Imagine he starts pulling down eight a game. His value goes through the roof. I, I don't know if that happens, but really, if the, his try level goes up so high that he, that he cares now, then maybe maybe his value can rise. So we want to see how Wigo goes. And then, again, as I said, those minutes um, from Steve Kerr, like how is he going to run that rotation is something that we are going to pay Attention to, I think, is the right thing that I'm looking for. Yeah, attention. That's that's the thing that I'm trying to say. And we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to some more the streaming stuff in a second. Sorry, I'm a bit all discombobulated here, but I'm going to tell you guys about LinkedIn Jobs because every hire, it's really important, right? You make a hiring decision for your company and you get it wrong, what costs you time, costs you money, costs you productivity, costs you reputation, right? So you've got to make sure you nail those hires. And LinkedIn Jobs is here to get you access to the best qualified candidates that are available. I used to do a lot of hiring in my old job as a pharmacist, reading through resumes, and you've got to pay attention to it, right? You have to make sure that you're getting it, but sometimes it'd be like someone will come in and drop it off the street or they'd apply online. It was just a mess to try and keep it all under control. Well, LinkedIn Jobs is here. What you do, you go, you add your job and you add the, ha- the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile, and that spreads the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. So let's look at some streaming options. We already did the week one preview show yesterday. So if you haven't watched that, go check it out. But talking about the way to maximize your ads for the week, um, but if you wanted to just add someone each day, you can actually do that this week. Most leagues have four ads. There are four low volume days this week. And in fact, that's Saturday with nine games. You might not even have an open roster spot that day anyway. But if you wanted to add one every day, you can. 
the reason that I suggested in that week one preview to try and follow a pattern and maximize the amount of games you get for each ad is so that when you, know, you have to move someone to IR and you want to stash someone or someone's blowing up, it's not part of your streaming schedule. You're just adding that player who's gone crazy. All right, so that's a reason to hold on to some of those ads. But in saying all of that, who can we stream in for tomorrow? Well, Patrick Beverly to me is really one of the best streamers out there. I think he's going to start at point guard. He gets solid rebounds. He gets steals. He gets some assists. He hit threes. Is he a guy that we trust long-term? Not necessarily because, you know, he's had injury issues and then there is the Schroeder and Westbrook issue. And the Lakers, look, the Lakers don't want Westbrook there. Let's get this clear. They, they don't want him there. And the reason they got Beverly and Schroeder in is so they could get rid of Westbrook. So Beverly is a really good streamer. Um, Grant Williams, we talked about him already. Kavon Looney is a stream option, as is Kendrick Nunn and Austin Reeves. I do expect Reeves starts, and he can do little bits and pieces across the board. He's not a great contributor. He gets some assists, but he's a guy to take a look at. Uh, Johnny Kaminga, especially if they are going to limit the minutes of Draymond and Wiggins, Kaminga might be able to push from a 17 to a 21 or 22-minute-a-night guy, and that could be a streamer. you got Lonnie Walker, who, honestly, he's just one of the worst fantasy players out there, but with only two games on, he, he got to be useful. And then there's PJ Tucker, who we spoke about yesterday. Three games, three low-volume days. While he's not the, the most exciting producer, just getting those three games from PJ might be might be worthwhile. In terms of deep leagues, these are players who are rostered in under 10% of formats. There's none. There's Reeves, Walker, PJ Tucker. And then you've got Paul Reed, who I don't know whether he's going to be the backup center or it's going to be Montrezl Harrell. But if it is Reed, yeah, you love that value. There's Dante DiVincenzo, and there is old uh, Modi Muzi. When you look at Modi Muzi, Modi Muzi, Modi Modi Muzi, Modi So, yeah, they, these are all guys, especially with the Warriors allegedly limiting guys, that Moody, DiVincenzo, they could play some extra minutes. In terms of points leagues, Patrick, these are all rostered in under 50% of leagues. You've got Pat Beverly, Kevon Looney, um, Derek White, Grant Williams. John Kaminga, Lonnie Walker, Kendrick Nunn, and Austin Reeves. And that is the end of the first What to Watch For show for this season. Don't forget, follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on Odyssey. If you're on YouTube, you thumb it up. And drop those comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.